Hello, everyone, and welcome into Debate Night. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Silas in the studio, Brody on the road yet again, coming from the from coming from your car again. It looks like. You know, uh, it's been uh, the the West Coast, man. It's after this week, we're we're out. We're no, we're still here one more week, and then after this, we'll be in Central Time, and I'll like actually be done with practice and stuff because I still go. have to putt. Tonight. I still have to putt tonight. Jeez. All right. Well, this yeah. this will probably be a quick episode, so we can get you back to putting. Uh. So we gotta we gotta walk through a few different things before we go to the chat for some topics tonight. There wasn't a lot that went on in the disc golf world, so uh, we gotta we're gonna rely on the chat some tonight for some topics. But first, let's go back a week. Last week had your off week, spent your time in Dallas. We obviously talked to you a, l- a little bit, but then you ended up going to a golf tournament and yeah. got interviewed on the. Um, it, it looked like it was it the first day live coverage of the PGA Tour. We went, we went there on Saturday, so it's third round. Nice. But yeah, essentially, essentially how, how the PGA has it set up. Imagine if, uh, and this is, I'll explain in like disc golf terms, so hopefully it makes sense. So you have, you have the normal broadcast. So what we see right now in disc golf, that broadcast yeah. is on like CBS, right? Or NBC or whoever. But then you have like, the disc golf network has other streams as well yeah. where you can go and you can see essentially Joe Mez, like when they're filming, whoever they're filming, you can watch their car live every shot. Okay. They don't cut away. There's very few commercials. So you can like hear players talk in between. So they, or you could do like, um, they also have options of doing like certain holes. So like maybe, you know, um, uh, USDGC, for example, they would have it on like hole six and like hole 17. Yeah. So like if you just really want to see people go and play that hole, you literally can go to a stream and see that. So that's what I was on. I wasn't on like the main broadcast that was, you know, for everyone. I was on the featured one. So anyone that was watching, basically, I think it was Fowler and someone else in the morning and they ended up being Spieth and... Who the heck did Spieth play with? Wow, I'm blanking. But whoever he played with, it was it was them. So like, yeah, it was it, was, it wasn't like out to a mass amount of people, but my guess is, uh, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand probably in that in that realm. Nice, nice. And obviously, that got some uh, rather funny responses on Twitter. I think we're we're gonna end up making a T-shirt out of one of them. I think when it's all oh, all we, said and done, we have to make a T-shirt. It was, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's one of those where, you know, sometimes when you get outside the disc golf world, you get some funny responses from people. So, oh, yeah. but we were talking, I was talking about this, um, I was talking about this earlier with someone, I need to get my key, um, <laughs> where like, sometimes when you're just like, really, can you guys hear me? All right. Yeah. We can hear you. All right, I'm gonna bounce inside here in a second, so bear with me. But sometimes when you're like, when you're really like locked in, and and all you really like, all the people you follow are disc golf, and every everything on your timelines disc golf. Like you sometimes can kind of get into like this idea that like it's massive. Yeah. And then as soon as like you kind of take a step back and and step away from it, it's in everything too. Like golf, basketball, it can literally be in everything. 
of where you just think everyone cares about everything because that's all you see. So I think sometimes that happens with, you know, with me also is like, you know, you just like assume everyone knows kind of what disc golf is or has an idea of what it is. And you kind of forget that there still is a huge population out there that probably is still so unfamiliar with what disc golf is. Yeah, like they still haven't even heard about it or if they have they just like know it is that thing at the park that they see the baskets of or something yeah they don't even realize that there's a professional league and that's gotten you know serious yeah that, i was so. uh i was talking to someone i'm trying to remember i remember where it was but um i might have been at church on sunday someone walked up though and asked me they're like hey so how's your frisbee golf business going I was like, oh, it's, it's going good. It's going good. And then they asked, Silas was standing next to me, and they're like, yeah, is he, he your right-hand man? I was like, yeah, he does He does a lot for us. And they're like, oh, so what's, what's he do? What's he do? I was like, well, you know, he produces podcasts for us. He edits some videos. Uh, you know, he works in the retail shop, all of this stuff. And, I mean, the dude just looked at me like, he's like, so what What do you do a podcast for? And he's like, just like talk about your, your discs in the shop. And I was like, well, no, we got like one that's focused solely on – like current news and events of the pro scene. We got one that like, we kind of just talk back and forth, um, kind of on what's going on with one of the current players out there. And then we have one, and like, I went through like what all our podcasts do. And I mean, you would have thought I was multiple, speaking. Podcasts. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought I was speaking a foreign language. This guy was just looking at me like there's a pro league and not only is there a pro league, you're, you're trying to talk about that once a week. And like, I mean, he was trying to be nice about it, but I could tell all over his face that he was just like, what is this kid talking about? And I was like, look, that's gonna be it's all right. I think that I think that's gonna be a huge like whenever this time whenever this time comes, I don't I mean I don't know if we're very close to it at all right now, but when it does happen, I think it's definitely going to uh kind of spike disc golf is when we have these kind of like outside disc golf journalists talking about disc golf right like outside media yeah that cover sports when they start covering disc golf as well i think that's going to help out a lot who knows when that will happen or if it if it will ever happen but right now the only people really talking about disc golf or paying attention to disc golf are like the the diehards right yeah. the people that are are really into it so i could definitely see it become yeah. something that like because disc golf happens at a time where like some of the bigger events are happening when pretty much the only thing on TV is baseball, more yeah. or less. Well, when the finals, when the finals is over, like or uh, when the NBA finals are over in a couple weeks, right? It's yeah, baseball's it. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like so there's baseball and there's golf, and so like Sports Center and stuff gets real dry year round. Yeah, yeah golf's pretty much year round. Yeah, so Sports Center gets real dry, and so I could definitely see it becoming not like a regular segment on sports center or anything like that, but something where more of the quote unquote bigger moments are covered. Like we've seen them do like the 18 under feature. We've seen them talk a little bit longer than, you know, a typical just highlight on like the James Conrad shot. I could see stuff like that, like slowly working its way in a little bit more. Um, and I can definitely see blogs like start to pick up and write a disc golf article or two, like sports illustrated already yeah. has, uh, you, I could definitely see like Yahoo Sports stuff like that because it, it's gonna it's gonna get clicks, especially when they do it the first time. And the the disc golf world right now still just isn't used to being mainstream, 
So like if something mainstream picks up disc golf, it gets shared like crazy. So mm-hmm. if they write anything right now, it it kind of has a false engagement to a certain extent where they write it and it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot more demand for this than we thought because random people see it and are like, what the heck's this? Disc golfers see it and like show everyone they know. So I, I could definitely see it become something that becomes semi-regular in the next few years, but we're, we're a long ways off from sports center just cool. regularly covering the the pro tour finishes or anything like that but it would definitely be int- i definitely think what's going to be interesting about that more than anything is the way the sport will be covered because like right now it's covered in a very like friendly light and anytime you step out of that in any way you get like immediate pushback like within the sport and that's not how sports are typically covered they're covered in a somewhat friendly light but like journalists are real. Yeah. So like you got like if, if if something negative is happening, you gotta. Yeah. You got and yeah. No, I agree. I won't say anything else than that. No, but I think I think that'll be fascinating. Is if there is like a, a whole story done on disc golf and it's like not the most positive thing in the world, like how on earth is disc golf world going to react? But all right, let's jump forward a little bit. You're now in Portland pre- prepping for the Portland Open. You, I'm assuming you've played both courses now. Tournament starts in two days. Have you had a chance to check out both the courses you're going to be playing? Yeah, so I did one round at Blue Lake Monday. What did it say? Tuesday? No, today's Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. I did one round at Blue Lake on Sunday, one round at Blue Lake on Monday, and then two rounds today at Glendovere. They just opened it to us today. Nice. So... Um, I've seen both courses and, uh, I'm going to, tomorrow I'll probably get one round at each course tomorrow. Okay. Uh, has Blue Lake changed much since like from, I know you just watched coverage. You haven't, you didn't get to play it previously, but from what you saw, is there literally any the same exact course in 2019. Okay. Nice. What about the golf course? Completely new course. Oh, it's on wow. the other side of the property. So the golf course is no a full redesign, and then Blue Lake, they just brought it back. Golf, uh, yeah, Blue Lake, we can, we can go into that if we want to, or if we, we, if we want to, if we want to do a day law situation. I, I think people are less tied to Blue Lake than they are to day law. Oh, absolutely. So I might be, I might be more open to talking about it <laughs> before the tournament than I was at day law, um, but. Uh, Dustin Keegan was the designer uh, at the Glendavere Golf Club, and it is a tough course. Yeah, it's a tough course. It's is hard. It a, it's, it's like a good tough, like a fair year. tough. There are only a handful of holes where you're kind of like, ah, there's not really a line here because we are playing. We are playing. Similar to like the OTB style where we're playing down rough yeah. or we're pay- playing um, or we're playing like across fairways. We're doing that a lot more than like down holes. But there are some holes where we're just kind of like, ah, eh, I don't really see a line. We're kind of like, you know, you're kind of just throwing it and hoping it gets through some trees. But that's only a handful of holes. There are some extremely fun holes on this course. And I mean fun in the sense of like, beautiful like elevation changes but also challenging mm. i think 
that might be the big difference between Blue Lake and well, it's night and day. Like we might we might see someone shoot seventeen under at Blue Lake. Oh wow, wow! I don't know if we'll see anyone break eleven under at Glendavere. Well, what do you think of a tournament like that, where you have one course that's super scorable and one course that's not? Do you do you like having I that go, contrast? Why are we playing? Why are we playing Blue Lake? Is what I say. So why even have the one that you're shooting 15, 16 under? Yeah, like why don't we just play Glendavere? Like Glendavere is such a better challenge. Mm-hmm. Like such a better. Uh, it's just not boring. Yeah. It is Blue Lake. Blue Lake is beautiful. And here, 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 for all the people that love Blue Lake, Blue Lake's a beautiful course. I think it's going to actually show really well on camera. Nice. Because I love, I love the white stakes. I love the tall grass OB. You can definitely see like how the holes are shaped. It is a disc golf course. Like there aren't trails out there. People aren't walking their dogs. It's a disc golf course, which I love. But like as far as difficulty goes, there are some holes that are extremely difficult to birdie. But I think a lot of the holes you're gonna see like bird two or three or three or four mm. or four or five. I got like you. you're not gonna see that much separation there. It's not a lot of chances where, to like really blow up on the same hole as someone birdies. Yeah, I'm not even saying that's they blow up, but like there are some holes that legitimately might be impossible to bogey. Yeah, yeah. So there's just no separation there. Like you would have to do something absolutely insane. Get get me out there. Bogey. I'll find a way. I don't think. That would be an interesting video. I think there's a couple holes where it's like, I think if you and Trevor played it 10 times, I don't think you guys would ever bogey it. All right. That's the type of golf I like. So I think I'd have a good time I mean, out there's, there. There's literally one hole where you just throw like a 300-foot hyzer into a huge open spot, mm. and then you have a 200-foot whatever you like wide open shot, whatever you want to do. That's a par four? Par four. Oh, wow. So, you, so basically the majority of the field should just birdie that every time. Like it's a, it's yeah. And then there's like a 275 foot hyzer wide open. Uh, but I mean, at least it, at least it's better that there are like par fours and stuff. And it's not a, a true like pitch and putt where you're shooting 16 under and it's just all back, drives. I wish we played the back nine twice. I wish we played the back nine twice. <laughs> the back nine has some really, really challenging holes. It's weird. Like the front nine, the first like two holes are pretty tough. The first hole's extremely tough, especially with the conditions we've had where it's been really, really wet. Like, no one was getting close roll because it's a roller hole. Uh, no okay. one was getting the disc close because of just how wet the grass was. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 you know, talking with a lot of the players, too, it's like, would this be, like, if I lived if I lived in the area and, like, you hit me up and we're like, hey, you want to go play Blue Lake today? I'd be like, heck, yeah. It's a fun course to, like, just go out with your buddies and play. But when it comes to like tour level courses, I think I feel like I'm in the majority when I say like we like being challenged of where you feel like you earn your birdies. You have to try to figure out when you throw a bad shot, how to stay par. Like I like feeling that. And a lot of times on Blue Lake, we'll get you'll get to a hole and you just are kind of like, all right, let, let me just throw this wide open hyzer again with you know i don't know 
Who knows? We'll see. I think scoring there is gonna be it's gonna be night and day scoring there versus the other course. What's the schedule of courses? Do you go Blue Lake, Blue Lake, or is it Blue Lake? Yeah, Blue Lake, Blue Lake. Do you like doing that, or would you prefer it go in general? Do Do you like going back to back same course, back to back other course, or would you rather be like alternate? Um, from a playing style. Because I'm wondering how much of that is, how much of that is like the disc golf pro tour assets wise, right? Like they set up a course and they oh, and then they have to move have it. That go, yeah, have that go two days in a row and then move everything. And then I'm wondering how much that is from a playing style, a viewing style. I think it probably makes more sense doing every other like every other course, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I wish. I wish it could have been like something kind of like how Vegas does it, where it's like we do Blue Lake, Glendavere, cut, Glendavere, Glendavere. There is a cut this tournament, correct? I don't know. How do we? How do you even know? That's that? what I, I was trying to look it up. I could have sworn I where's saw. Infor- where is that information? I could be wrong. I I thought I saw it somewhere. Um, I'm trying to find it. It would have been. I thought I saw there was a cut after round three. But like you seeing that from a tweet, like where does I don't even know as a player, I don't even know where I would find that. I could like not is tell there you a consistent place? Like is there a consistent well, tip- place? Typically, where they- typically it would be on like the event page, but the event page seems like this year there's not really like a website. Might be in the is it in the caddy book? No, the caddy book's just the T signs. No, caddy book's just straight, just straight up straight signs. Okay, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I, it's gonna drive me crazy now because now I'm on air trying to think of this. But I, swear well, I'm gonna drive Silas crazy by going sideways right now to try to sign into the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh boy! Bear with me, Silas. Hold on, I'm coming back. Hold on. All right, man. Man, I don't. Sign into the. Gosh, where did I see this? You know how you know how they could solve this problem of like. Knowing if there's a cut or not, always have a cut. Wow, dude, you read my mind. Always have a cut. All right, well, let me maybe there's not. That maybe there's not a cut. I I will I will I will ask in the group right now, and I'll see if I can get an answer by the end of this podcast for you. Okay. Since you are you are locked in, it's not it's not super important. I I swear no, it was I'm, in. I'm, I swear I'm it was saying, in this like hey guys, Portland Open update. Super, super important. All caps. I could have sworn it was in this meet, this like tournament update, but this tournament update says something different every time I look at it. It keeps getting changed. Oh well. Jeff Spring, most important question ever from Hunter. Don't put from Hunter. I'm not. Please answer yeah, this. Put, put from Hunter. I swear. Please answer this, or Hunter will cancel his subscription to the Disc Golf Network. Silas, does anyone in the chat know? Is anyone in the chat saying there's definitely a cut? Are you trying to say no. Jeff Springs in the no chat? No one's saying that. No one's saying yes or no to cuts. No. All right. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out if there's a cut. Oh, I, the disc golf scene says there is a cut. The disc golf scene themselves are in there? No. 
Jesse Shepard. Oh, it's on said, the disc golf scene. Yeah. Am but, I deleting this now? I would Am delete that. Delete that. Forty percent MPO. Delete that. Fifty percent FPO. After what round? Uh, I don't know. I'll find it for you, Brody. I can search now. I delete it. I feel like after an idiot. the second round. That, that's no. I'm just kidding. No, uh, it has to be after the third. That's what I was yeah, curious of because, no like, is that why level. Portland Open? Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Round three, Glendo Glendavir cut to forty percent MPO, fifty percent FPO. Round four. I was just saying, there's no way they don't let people play both courses. Yeah, like, that, I was. I was wondering if that's why it's still. It would be the exact same if they went Blue Lake, Glendavir, Blue Lake. It is interesting that there's two rounds at Blue Lake where there's the least separation, and then one round for like separation to happen, then a cut. Versus two rounds. Well, at I don't know about that. I don't. <laughs> he did. It, it'll be interesting to see, like, um, because I think, I think when you look at like separation too, I think we're looking at it the wrong. I might, I might go back on what I talk about. I think we're looking at it about it the wrong way. Okay. Because when I'm looking at like a PJ Tour event now, I realize like they're really like you're really just getting birdie pars and bogeys like the top guys okay and so like it does kind of clump up everyone a little bit right like you're not you're not seeing yes like, and massive no people think, but from the bottom but but yeah because that's the know. difference I, is I, I don't know anymore the I, I, the cut line will be at like plus four in a pga tour brain, event, whereas the leader will be at however many under well i my brain hurts too much to think about i don't i don't Let's talk about something else. Okay. Well, I think I think an easy here. I'll say this: I think an easy course can have, or like a, a low scoring course can have just as much separation, but typically it doesn't. Because if it's a course that's easily scorable, then there's not going to be a lot of separation. But if it's a course that like you can go low, but it's hard to do so, like W.R. Jackson, you can go low there, but it's very hard to do so. And there's also you can go high there. So, like, that course, yeah, you can have 10, 12, 14, 16 under, as we saw. But you can also have 3, 4, 5 over. So, like, how far under par you go on a course isn't really doesn't really matter separation-wise. It's how easy it is to get that far under. Because if it's really easy to get under par and everyone's birdieing, then, yeah, you're going to go out there and you might have 15 people all sitting within... They, they might all shoot within, like, a stroke of the lead or two strokes of the lead... And you do that like three rounds, and then there's no separation. Then it's just like a jumbled mess. Versus it can still be a jumbled mess, but when it's a jumbled mess and there's a bunch of stroke swings, it's exciting because then you don't have, you know, three up with three to play and it's over. I know we're all over the map right now. Oh yeah. With what we're talk with what we're talking about, but I wanted to throw like a it. completely a completely uh different topic in there after thinking about this i have another reason i have another reason why i think pairings not just pace of play reason okay but why pairings in disc golf will make it more entertaining now obviously again let me preface for people that don't listen to us every week i understand the reason why they do it you know the reason why we have four people on the card right now is for viewing purposes right and some people will be like, oh, it's also because you have to second rules, whatever. That Rules can change. That Stuff like that can change. I understand. We don't have enough cameras yet. But 
I still want to discuss this because I don't. I still think people think when we have tons of cameras, they still like the four card, like four people on a card idea. Yeah. For the final round, and here's the reason why I think two would be fascinating. Okay. Okay. Whole and we'll we'll just use we'll use Portland Open as an example. Hole 17, very difficult par four. You can birdie it, you can par it, or you can take a, a bogey or a big number. Hole 18 at Portland Open is a par five. You can eagle it, and you can double bogey it. They're both now eagle obviously is probably going to be harder to do than double. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably go out on the limb and say there'll probably be more doubles on that hole than eagles. But the scoring separation on those last two holes matter, and I think also the strategy because there's so much OB on 18. Like 18 strategy, for example, if you're trying to birdie it, you just throw a like a 500 foot hyzer, and then like a 350 foot forehand hyzer. And then like a 200-foot upshot, birdie, boom, right? That's how you birdie it. But you can get risky and try to eagle it, but that brings in a potential bogey or double. Mm. This is why I think pairings matter because you could essentially have someone that starts. Oh, right when it was getting good. He froze up. Am I back? Your, uh, your audio's back. Your video's not. All right, now you're back. You're back. Someone starts in front of okay. you. That's where you're at. Okay, so you could have you could have someone like let's just say like the leader is for easy terms, let's say the leader is at like ten under and there's a bunch of people at nine, eight, seven, six, right? Okay. So you could have someone at six under go out like an hour and a half before the leader because you're in pairings. You're in twos. Yeah. And that person could go out and shoot really, really good and have like post a score. And so now the leaders know that score is posted, and now it's going to probably change how they play the last couple holes knowing that. Where right now, a lot of times, like, the leaders, like, chase card and lead card, correct me if I'm wrong, the winner has come from chase card or lead card on on every tournament? I mean, that's got to be right. Yeah, I don't. I mean, not every this tournament year. ever, but this year, this yeah. Year. This I don't. Year. I don't even know if has the winner come from Chase Card maybe once this year. Like I think Simon at DDO was on third or fourth card and got second. Yeah, I yeah. He pushed. Say, he pushed up. Yeah. I want to say like win. Calvin, maybe Calvin at. Um, I want to say Calvin maybe at one another tournament finished well late, but. Regardless, I think as these courses get harder and harder, and like you said, like a course like a WR Jackson where you you have potential of going super low and you have potential of going over, I think that's so cool to see like people finishing early and actually setting a score. Yeah. Because but that only that only is gonna happen because it's it's the same way in golf. Like when you when you're playing an easy course in golf. Like you'll have the leader finish and they'll finish like three, you know, 
three uh three ahead of whoever's currently in the lead and the announcers will be like yeah they're they're leading the tournament but they're not going like the percentage of them winning is so low yeah because these guys are probably going to birdie six holes coming in right yeah but on a course like on a course like this like portland how i view it i don't think like I don't think you're going to see someone go out there and shoot double digits, double digits mm. for the next like the two rounds. So I think, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people don't care, but I think it would be cool to see potentially someone going out that maybe didn't have a good first couple rounds, but has a great final round, posts a number, and then like people have to chase them down the last like six holes. Yeah, no, it's all, it's happened a few times in disc golf, and it's always exciting because then you have that. Like you get to hole, let's say in disc golf, it typically happens a little later, but you know, you get to hole like 15 in the round or something and someone's in the clubhouse or someone set a really hot round and it, they did it early and you're like, oh yeah, easily going to beat that. But then everyone struggles and it gets late in the round. But regardless, you get to like hole 15, 16 and there's the battle going on within the card. But then even when the player birdies, it's like, yeah, they're through 16, but he's just tied with the lead, even though he's like a stroke clear of his card. So then it brings in like a whole different factor of you're watching this guy and they're battling within their card, but then they're also battling with a set score that like if they don't yes. beat it, then this guy's warming back up to come into a playoff. And it just, it adds like, like a know whole other thing. Shoot. Yeah, they know they have to shoot four under through the last on the back nine yeah and like, it just no adds a whole t- whole different type of pressure because it's like it doesn't matter if i shoot three under and beat my card i lose yeah should we have some sort of like Mari- mario kart situation where it's like the leaders have like a deceleration <laughs> why i mean golf golf does have that like later in the day it gets harder to play because you have all the foot traffic around the uh, around the holes so like putting, putting gets harder. The the greens, uh, um, obviously they don't cut the greens in the dur- during the day. They cut them in the morning. So as the day goes, the grass gets longer and longer on greens, which makes the putting like change. So it's it it's harder. It's hard. The golf course normally always plays harder for like the leaders in a golf tournament than it does for the people that go off in the morning. So like. Is there something there that we can somehow you figure slowly, out? You slowly remove you slowly remove chains as the day goes on. Yes, the basket gets yes. smaller. You start on like a Mach X and you end on a marksman. Yeah, exactly. First guy goes out hey. and he shoots at eighteen under, and then lead groups out and they can barely shoot five. It's like what happened? Or, or every single time a card goes through, like once you're done, once you're done throwing on a tee, you just like there's like a mud pu- bucket. And you just get one handful of mud that you can throw on the tee pad. And then you go to the next hole. Yeah, and then we just and have so everyone getting end, injured. By the end of the tournament, there's so no by, one to play. By the end, no, you only do this on the final day. So by the oh. end of the day, the leader's just having to play throw out of mud. It's the Mario Kart effect. I mean, no, no. Think I'm not even entertaining it. that. Not even entertaining that. I was going to say that'd be like a fun like tournament like a like weekly type challenge thing but no it wouldn't even be that that could be a fun video that you and trevor just do head to head like where you do you do something where each hole as you go through the round somehow gets like progressively harder and harder and then you get to 18 and it's like 
it's like nearly impossible. Maybe it's like one of those where, maybe it's one of those where it's like you have to attach. What if you like attach spoons to your body? Every, (laughs) every, after every hole, you have to attach one spoon to your body. What are you talking about? (laughs) What would a spoon do to make disc golf harder? No, no, just for you guys. This is like a challenge video, just for you and Trevor. What? What? What are you talking about? Attached spoons. A, have you never seen the guy that has the world record for the most spoons on? You uh, just have to like keep uh, them on, on, like you just like sit it on your nose and you have to balance it. No, you guys aren't. No, you, you guys aren't world record people. No, you guys aren't world record people. So you can just like you can use tape and you can just tape it on you. How does that but, make no, this golf guy, any harder? You and Trevor don't want you guys make it harder all the time on your. No, I'm saying how does challenge. how does taping a spoon to me make it harder? Oh, I want to see you throw eight with eighteen metal spoons on you. I want to see that easy, and I want you to tell me that's not hard. <laughs> we we gotta put that to the test. How would that be hard? Eighteen metal spoons on your chest? Are you telling like all spread out? Yeah, all, like, not, you don't stack them. <laughs> you're gonna have a full iron chest of metal spoons. That's gonna be hard what to makes throw. it harder. What makes it harder? They're clanking around the the weight, the clank. What? Are you t- what? Are we have Okay, fine. After every hole you have to put a t-shirt on. There. That's Do that better. One. See, that makes this golf harder. Uh, I can play one. with 18 I, spoons on easy. I would love to see it. Okay. I, mean, I think a lot of people. Silas, how many people want to see that? I think a lot I think of people, people would love it. I mean, it, I want to see it. But it would it'd be entertaining. It wouldn't be harder. 18 metal spoons. Where did you get that from? At 18 spoons. I just thought spoons of the guy. I did I did a world record show with this guy. So I got to see him firsthand. And I think he balanced. I want to say he balanced 50 spoons on his body. Yeah, balancing spoons would be hard. Just throwing with 18 metal spoons oh, yeah. would be he's easy. A world, he's a world you record. tape them to yourself? Well, like for this, you would. He did, yeah. No. He balanced. This, this guy. Oh, he's this next guy level. Yeah. Yeah. No, he like does. He does like a little. And then he and like then, sticks to you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said you should keep your but bag like, on the entire round. Like that would be hard. I think what I'm thinking is 18 holes, you have to par to move on, and it gets progressively harder, and you just see how far you can make it in the course. Like, we make an 18-hole, like, extreme disc golf challenge, and just you see... You have to par to move on? Can't you guys both lose on the first hole? Yeah, and it's just like a video. video. Well, we'd have, like, six Two people out video. there. We'd have, like, six people out there. No, it'd start with... Hole one is just normal disc golf, and we go to, like, Peaks View. So, like, you're going to par. Oh, but you're adding in yeah. stuff each then, like, time. Yeah, then like hole two, you got to go like putter only. Hole three, you got to keep your bag on and it like adds. So then hole four, your putter only bag on, throwing lefty. That that was a pretty ag- like aggressive a progression. Card, there's, but. A, there's either a card game or a drinking game like that. Probably. I mean, I'm sure it exists. Where like stuff progresses. What if you guys did a weight vest? Would you do that? A and weight vest added, would be hard you and you added, add weight. You add a pound every hole to your weight vest. Okay, a pound a pound doesn't seem a pound doesn't seem too bad. So by the end of the round, you basically yeah, have, you pounds. start with like a five pound. You start with like a five pound weight vest, and then by the so end, the you're end of the round, yeah, you're at twenty three pounds. I think that's doable. You can't tell me throwing with a twenty three pound weight vest is going to be no easy. that that would be harder. That'd be harder. 
I just think the metal spoons like clanking and making noise. I think that's going to get in your head. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. We're, we'll find out. And I can play. I, I will be playing spoons in the background on my knee. Heck yeah! See now that could get in my head. <laughs> my granddad used to, or no, my mom's granddad played the spoons in a band. It was nasty. Oh, he's in a band. He's got yeah. And then they had like a, the spoons. They had like a washboard. It was like I love about? that. Yeah, like an old country band. All right, you let's get, the, get uh, you. Get, you get the stick that's like wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, tonight's pointless debate topic of the day. And while I'm doing that, Silas, keep your eyes locked on the chat. Chat. Be sure to suggest some topics. Uh, for us to talk about for the remaining minutes of the show after we get through our pointless debate topic. Uh, pointless debate topic tonight is would it be terrible or amazing to know what other people are thinking all the time? Would you want to or would you not want to be able to know what people are, are thinking all the time? It's a tough one. In my life right now? Yeah. We'll just go right Or now. am I being born or if I'm being born with this? Uh my answer my answer is different. We'll go life right now. I don't care. So you want to be able to know or you don't? No, I don't. Okay, so then you're born with it. I want to know. Okay, so why do you want to know when you're born with it? What changed? Well, I think I think your career path can like greatly like you can just you can do things so much faster. If you knew what people were thinking, but would it would it would it stop you from doing stuff? Like if if you're a kid, you're a high schooler or something, and like you walk into a room and you have all the confidence no, in the I'm, world, but now you, you know see, no I'm, one else believes in you. Does no, it change I'm thinking, everything? I'm, well, first off, I don't care about that. I'm thinking I'm thinking more like career wise. Like I'm going to I'm going to a poker game. And oh. this guy's like, I'm going to bluff this whole hand. Like I'm going, I'm playing ultimate Frisbee and I'm going, like, I'm about to roast this guy D like I'm thinking on that side. I, I still could care less if someone's like, Oh, this guy's ugly. What the heck? This guy looks like a joke. I, that is the bomb. Like, I oh. gotcha. So, I mean, he's frozen again. <laughs> <laughs> Robot Brody. Your back. I'm getting off the Wi-Fi. You're back. No Wi-Fi. I'm back. <laughs> no Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is only good for watching Stranger Things. There you go. Um, yeah, I think I think where I am right now, I don't want to hear like there's like yeah, it could maybe help some, but yeah, I think, I think it'd be a lot more annoying. I think even if I were like, life, yeah. I think even if I'm born with it, I don't want to know what other people are thinking all the time. I think well, there's better. Be I think there's scenarios. Never, I think there's just enough scenarios where it's better it to not know. You know, you never cut it off. That would be the problem. No, yeah, you can never turn it off. So I'm just sitting here but and I feel like think, I can. I'm just hearing what Silas is thinking right now, man. But yeah, I feel I like I would get. That. Yeah, I think it would I get feel annoying. like I'd be. I feel like I'd get so rich though for my strategy that then Maybe. I would just go and buy an island and not be around people. But then like my like family. How could you like it would change your perspective. It'd be hard to even have friendships or anything. Cause then like anytime you're like 
girlfriend or wife or mom or dad like thought something but like they like you know wisely didn't let it out of their mouth and then you i know but i I feel like you i feel like you've been around me long enough to know that i don't really hold back on what i say so and the people i'm around for the most part don't really hold back on what i say so i don't think it would really mess with my relationships anymore that's much if anything if if anything, it would end relationships faster that weren't going to do, go anywhere. That's a good point. Like, That's a good way to look. They at were it. able to kind of not catfish me, but they were able to kind of, you know, you saw you'd be able to see through their crap but, sooner. Yeah, where like Kelsey, like immediately, like she was saying stuff right off the cuff, where I was like, oh man, she's 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 not letting, she's not like hiding anything at all. <laughs> I was just like wear something. She's like that doesn't match. You can't go out looking like that. But, oh, okay, well. <laughs> Fair That's enough. Fair. I don't think I'd want to. I don't yeah. think there's any scenario where I'd want to. What about you, Silas? I feel like you what are you thinking? I feel like you get so rich so fast. No, I, I'm the opposite. I don't think so. You don't think you're getting rich fast? Well, no. I, you'd Is probably, this the multi-level marketing? You'd probably get rich fast. Get, get rich quick? <laughs> but I don't think I would want to know what other people are thinking. You know? Just like you said. Yeah. You got your closest people... You can read their mind. Yeah, when they're trashing in your head. Yeah. What am I thinking right now, Silas? You're thinking of Hunter. You're thinking of spoons. <laughs> yeah, he's probably just thinking so of metal spoons. Just, uh, 18 spoons just taped on Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's what I'm you're thinking, thinking about. How many ways I could? I mean, how many ways I could submit you guys in the octagon? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so many. I'm I'm probably dead right now. Wait till you see black Wednesday. Belt. Have you ever tomorrow. have you ever been in the octagon? Me? Brody? No. No. Oh? No. Tomorrow's uh tomorrow's Foundation Nation video is Trevor and I VR boxing. So we'll see if you're oh, still I saw a little sneak peek of that. We'll see if you're still oh, talking good... after after my boxing here's... debut happens. Here's a good question for you guys. We we had this discussion a little bit today. Um I want to get your guys' take. Where, if tier list of like popularity, okay, okay. tier list of like popularity, not like diehard fans, more like, hey, do you know this person? Okay, is is Cristiano Ronaldo and Tom Brady in the same tier list? No, are they in the same tier? No, Cristiano Ronaldo is way more famous, not even close. That's surprising. Well, I didn't again, think you would say. That. Hear me out, though. I'm not saying. Hold on, hear me out. I'm not. No, he he is way more famous size. Yeah, but no, what I'm I saying know. is, I'm not. I'm not saying who's more famous though, Hunter. I said in the same tier. So you got to think who like there has to be multiple people in a tier. So if Tom Brady's not in that tier, how many people are in that tier with Christian? You can't just have like three people in a tier. I don't Are you know. dropping I think, Tom Brady out of that top? Because obviously Cristiano's in the top. I tier. think you got Are Cristiano you Ronaldo, Lionel Messi. I think LeBron James. Um, what about like Michael? And Jordan? I think Steph Curry. Where does Michael Jordan fall? I, I'm thinking current athletes. Oh, okay. like here we go. Historic. I think the thing I think is that tennis player. I, I, no, I think that tennis player is up there. Federer. Yeah. Federer. Him. Yeah. Or Nadal. Federer. Well, the Nadal. thing is, I don't think football, American football, is big in other countries. Whereas basketball, soccer, they have golf, tennis. But that's the thing, they have, 
they have been doing a lot of marketing though. Like they have these European games now where they're going over and playing games. Still, still, I don't, I, I just, I, I don't. You're dropping him out. I think, You're I don't think he's out. on the same tier. I think he's the next tier down. What about Tiger Woods? No, he's in it. Tiger he's Woods would be in the same tier name recognition wise. As Tom Brady? No, as, oh, okay. as Ronaldo. He's top tier. He's yeah. a top tier. What yeah. about Michael? What about Michael Phelps? Oh no, no that's an in interesting lower one, one because he's you don't Tom know. Brady. You don't know how, Olympics. but you don't know how other countries cover the Olympics. Because like each com- each country has a different broadcast. We saw the heck out well, of Michael I mean, Phelps. You, you cover the people that win. What the heck? Name name a name a English swimmer. Bro, Michael Phelps is not just an English swimmer. He's the best swimmer okay. of all time. Name a Chinese gymnast. Best Chinese gymnast of all time? Does that even exist? It's got to. Oh, for sure. Weren't no, the- I think the I think the I think the U.S. women's crushed almost every year. It's the, it's us and the Russians. Okay, name a Russian gymnast. We don't. Your country doesn't cover people outside of your country. Is what I'm saying. No, you make a good point. You make a good point. However, I do think I you say Bolt is your me. best is your best argument. Usain Bolt's a good one because like we all know Usain Bolt's name, and Michael Phelps did something very similar to Usain Bolt, where he just dominated the Olympics. So like, it just I don't know. It's hard to know. It's hard to know how other countries covered it. I feel like Usain Bolt. Yeah, not I mean as you're relevant. also picking like. You're also picking like gymnastics, which is uh, no, they do have like multiple events. So like that's not a good example. What about figure skating? I bet I bet I could I couldn't name them, but I bet if you listed some figure skaters from other list some figure skaters, gold medalist figure skaters, not from like not from like these past Olympics because I haven't been paying attention, but do like early 2000, 2010 uh, figure skaters. All right, best figure gold medalist early 2000s. I got this. You go on. You on women, not men. I don't know. Go women, not men. I don't know any men figure skaters. What the heck? Okay. I bet. I, I bet I'll recognize some of these names. List of Olympic medalists in figure skating by age. Okay, we'll try here. Uh, what year are they winning? I'm, I can see what I can see what year they won. So I'll just okay, pick do some. like do mid two thousands to like two thousand fifteen. Um, and you want other countries? Yeah, not Americans. Gosh. Okay, here's Lady Singles. Yulia Lipton. Oh gosh, Hunter, why would you pick that name? Liptonskyn. Lip Lipnenskaya. Yulia Liptonskaya won gold in twenty fourteen no. in Sochi. At no. 15 years old. Russian? Yep. Or Ukraine? Russian. Russian? Uh, might, might be able to pick her out of a lineup. Caitlin Osmond. Can- Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. 2014 Sochi as well. Won silver there. Yep. Yep. Uh, Una Kim. Chinese? South Korean. 2010 Vancouver gold. 
Mm, no. Barbara and Scott. Oh, no, no, I don't know that person. Yeah, she was from 1948. I was just throwing you. I was throwing you one. <laughs> I don't know that person. I was just testing you. I was just seeing. Uh, let's see here. I'll I'll throw you one more. Give me one more. Give me like a 2000, 2012, or 2000, yeah, 12. 2010? Or 16 or something. 14. How's 2010? Sure. I was in college. I was paying attention to the Olympics. Joni Rockette. Nope, never heard of her. All right, All right so well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the, I got got the Dark Horse Canadian. You got one, but you also just said Canadian. Like, Osmond, I mean... There's very few countries that have, name could have been from. Have, uh, does she have black hair? I didn't see pictures. I, I was looking at a Wikipedia looking list. I was I'm looking, looking at her up right now. What, what, what was her first name? Already found. I mean, you Osmond, only got like search four Osmond. options. Okay, I can just Google Osmond gold medalist. What do you mean four options? Caitlin. She does have dark hair. Boom. Wore really red lipstick. Well, now you're just looking at her. No, I haven't pulled up the photo. Fo- I, I I put down the wrong first name. All right, I can look her up again. Did she wear really red lipstick? I'm looking at it right now. She's got very red lips. I mean, but, but that I she she looks like a typical pale. figure skater. I think she's just very pale. That's fair. Okay, you know what? Well, I'm still not giving it to you. I'll give you that she you knew her, but overall that was a I'll fail. What what was the no. point of this? He was trying to prove that, like, you know other countries when they win. And I don't think he successfully did that. I think a lot of people know who Michael Phelps is. I do, but I don't think he. I don't think he's on Cristiano Ronaldo tier. No. I mean, he was on a Wheaties box. And? You were on a Skittles, uh, Skittles thing, or Gatorade. No, they... They made that just for him. No, they made those for me, personally. They never oh. sold those. Um... What do we think about Conor McGregor? That that's a good one. Or Floyd Mayweather. Mm. Or like uh or like Canelo. Like boxing, I think That's a tough one. Because again, it's it's tough to Bob- know outside of a country. It's like what you were saying. When you're in a world, it seems massive. But then as soon as you go outside that world, who knows? Well, I think you have to do stuff too where like Ronaldo, for example, does a lot of stuff outside of just soccer. Well, he also plays so, the like, world he, sport. Like people watch the World Cup when it rolls around, and like every country sure, plays but, soccer. That's the key. Not every country plays American well, football. Yeah, That's why I soccer, don't think Tom well, Brady's on that tier. Well, you you don't hear me bringing up any cricket players. Don't get me started there. There, there could be a but, cricket. There is uh, there is a good chance that there is a cricket player more famous than Tom Brady. There is a very solid chance. Oh. I wouldn't say very solid. I would say definite. What yeah, the heck? That's what I'm saying. We're just in America, so we don't know, but everyone else would. Like, most famous cricket player. I bet there might be a rugby player more famous than Tom Brady. But the thing is, though, here's the thing, though, Hunter. You say this all. I, I think, Silas, do we have any international viewers right now? Can you tell me if anyone's watching outside of North America? I mean, I'm Will you agree? Sure. Will you agree that we cricket... Mean, I'm sure... I'm sure there are. Do you agree crickets? It's not, it's, I, that's not a good bet. We do you, it's 643 yeah, right now in the West right, Coast. Ryan from New Zealand's here. Okay. New Zealand. That's a good one. 
I bet they watch American movies and TV. Probably. Right? Yeah, like, but we also do New Zealand. Name a New Zealand show, Silas. You back know. yourself in a corner. Netflix, what? man. Did you just say, Silas? Name name a New Zealand Dude, show. There, there are so many... <laughs> There's so many shows name, on Netflix that, show that they produce it in one language and then they they do the uh, American or English. Asian. What? It's like Asian or European yeah. shows. Yeah, they probably have a New Zealand show like that. Okay. No. Would what? you would you say that cricket is worldwide more popular than football? American I think we looked football. this up and I think the answer was no. Well, I think we looked this up. Did we? How do you even? Oh wait, are you that? talking about American football? American are you football. Talking about American, American football. football. Or, or football. American football, not soccer. Oh yeah, there's way more. Way more people are paying attention okay. to cricket than so then, American football. Do you know who Shahid Afridi is? Well, yes, because I've met that guy. Dang it. Okay. Do I've you know who Sakin Tendulkar no. is? I'm not gonna know anyone else other than that guy because that guy's the most famous. Apparently, player. apparently, Sack and Tindalcar is more famous than Afridi. Oh, is Afridi retired though? The guy I met was retired. Dude, they're both retired. But he was like, but he was like the most famous. Well, how old is he though? Is he like a Michael Jordan? And and I met the LeBron James. I don't. Guy? I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> That's my whole point. That's my whole entire point. Is these guys have to be bigger than guy. Tom Brady, and I have no idea who they are. So that's why Tom Brady can't be on the Cristiano Ronaldo tier. Tom Brady is married to a gazelle. We got to take that into consideration. That does not. No, you don't have to take that into consideration. We do because she she has a reach as well. So like she pulls in people, and people are like, "Oh, you're you're just Gisele, can just search gazelles most famous worldwide athletes." Well, what are they going go off of that social media? Because that's not a fair that's not a fair representation. Top ten most Tiger famous Woods athletes in the world. What what is what is I, the it study? doesn't say? What but I, I trust this list with my life. Number one, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Number two, Lionel Messi. Number three, LeBron James. I hate how you say his name. So far, so good. Number four, Neymar. So far, so good. Number five, Federa. Number six, I hate how you say his name. How do you say Federer? Federer. You put the R on the There's end? There's no uh. Hate that. There's no uh. Number six, Conor McGregor. Number seven, Virat Kohli. That's a Who's cricket that? That's a cricket player. See? Cricket player. All right. All number, right. number eight, Nadal. Okay. Number nine, John Cena. <laughs> No, wrestling is massive. This is what I'm saying. Like the TV, American then, TV and stuff. And like, then, it's got to be fake. Number 10, Tiger Woods. I trust this list. No. That seems like a legit list. You have to remember a lot of countries, like their they're like national TV and stuff sucks. And they'll tell you that. I'm not just saying that as an American. They'll tell you that. Like they love watching American TV. So like. It doesn't. It doesn't shock me that people are watching American wrestling uh, all over the world. So there you have it. There's the top ten. Teed up, baby. I think Tiger Woods made top ten mainly before, uh, maybe because of the scandal. So this is not, in 2021. I, like, not a, 
No, I know. I'm saying like I think the scandal really helped like probably pushed his, him. It, like, his popularity in the sense of like people knowing who he was. Okay, this is a top twenty from Business Insider. Do you think Tom Brady's in the top twenty? Isn't no. Business Insider the people that are trying to get Dave Portnoy canceled? They are. Tom Brady's not in the top twenty. Makes sense. Boom. <laughs> I was right. They do have Kevin Durant up there. Did Silas just say he was right? Yeah. yeah. What? When did you bet that? I said no. Yeah. Oh. When did? When did, did no you one, put your? Did uh, no one hear that? No. Oh, they have Gareth Bale in there. So. Gotta agree with that. Yeah. Gareth Bale's he, massive. He's my uh, he's my doppelganger from like five years, ten years ago, maybe. I can see it. Okay. When I, so, when yeah. I had hair. So basically, all of that to say, Tom Brady is not on the same tier as Cristiano Ronaldo. At what point does the Bogey Bros become more famous than Tom Brady? Never, ever. All right. Because Tom Brady's a goat. Never, hey, never say never. You can never be more famous than a goat. Because you know, also, to be bigger than a sport. You, I I have I have seen on the Patreon that you and Trevor are grinding. Yes. Do you guys have a tournament circled on the Pro Tour that you're trying to qualify for? No, we do not. We we might we might do a little Monday qualifying at USDGC. I'm dealing with a, a stress fracture in my right ankle right now, so uh, all all disc golf's kind of come to a halt. Everything active's kind of come to a halt. I can barely walk without pain. So we're we're dealing we're working through that right now. We need to get Silas on my bag. Is what we need to get. That is true. All I right. feel like every tournament you you post. Did you find a caddy for Portland? Uh, I need to pick someone today. I saw your. Tomorrow. I saw your. Post I have, I, uh, what's the closest tournament I, to here? Probably Idlewild. Idlewild. How far? Or the Tour at? Championship. Where the Tour Championship's at? four hours away. USDGC is also four hours away. All right, Brody. I'll see you there. If I make it in the Tour Championship, Silas, you you can caddy. You can caddy. All right, the tour careful, Canadian. dude. So, somebody clip that. He'll throw you off the bag and make you go look for his thrasher for a few hours, man. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm doing a lot of thra- I'm doing a lot of thrashers in Portland. You guys yeah? would love it. Oh, a lot of rollers, yeah. or is it because the elevation? The Janice Janice thrashers coming in play. No, yeah. a lot of rollers. All right, Silas, let's wrap up the show. What topics do we have coming from the chat? Have you not been watching the chat, Silas? Oh, I have. Uh, Brody, would you rather play a round of disc golf with Gordon Ramsay or Simon Crowell? Cowell? Gordon Ramsay or Simon Cowell? Probably. probably uh, the real answer is neither. But if I had to pick one, it'd probably be si- uh, Gordon. I think I'm going Gordon too. Question like, I don't, me. Like playing disc golf with like random people like that, I don't think is actually that enjoyable. The reason why playing golf with people is fun is because you're like in a cart together. So you have like a lot of talking and you're like, Disc golf, like you're walking, separate, like they're going to be way. Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be as enjoyable as you think. All also, right. I feel like Gordon would be nicer than Simon. I think Gordon's only Simon's mean. actually fit. Simon's actually very nice in person. I think they both are. They're probably. I was going to say because I've seen Gordon Ramsay's TikToks, nice. and he's very nice. He's very funny. I've never, I've never met Gordon in person, but I met. I did a, I did something with Simon, and he was extremely, extremely nice. I did see nice. where Gordon Ramsay was doing like a kids cooking show, and it was absolutely hilarious. 
Because like he clearly I love that. he had uh, the right to just oh, like he had to be nice. Still, no, what do they? He was laying into these. What kids. do they call oh. that? <laughs> I don't know what it they was. call it. Uh, Master Chef Juniors, I think, or something. Maybe it was something. It was yeah, so funny. This kid it. was like, this kid burned his steak, and Gordon Ramsay was just laying into him over it, and it was hilarious. Master Chef Junior. Master Chef Junior, very funny. Yeah. Eight se- eight seasons. Jeez. Bloody uh, raw. Should headphones be allowed on the Pro Tour? No. No. Okay. I think we've talked about that before. I feel like we have. Oh, do you think there could be a chance of having sponsorships for individual slots in your bag? Isn't that what Drew Gibson's kind of trying? Someone said, uh, like, all your mids are Innova, all your distance yeah. drivers are discraft. That's what Drew Gibson was trying. I don't really? think so. Why not? I think... I think down the down the road, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, Silas. Where it's like all my mids are this, all my blah blah. But I think there could be. I think sponsorships could change to where you could have a sponsorship where it's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna have this number of discs in my bag, or I'm gonna, or you could be like sponsored by like a company for their putter. I could see that. Well, that's what I don't. Way... I don't see you being like. I don't see you having like four different sponsorships with four different companies. Yeah, that's where I think it'd be interesting because then like a company could get upset because you go on like the uh, golf course swing and you're throwing like all drivers yeah, and not and you touching don't your throw any of their discs. And then they're like, "Why are well, we paying?" It just, you? I think it, it, it would just to... cost more for for drivers. No, yeah. I no, I think it would have no because then you go to a wooded course and you don't throw any of your drivers. I think it would have to be like I I'm I have a I have a full bag sponsorship excluding my putter with Discraft and then Innova pays me to throw their putter. Yeah. Or putt with their putter. I know something like that. When we were in St. Louis, we were talking to Gateway and they they said that they were um one of their contract options for players was like a seventy five percent sponsorship where 75 percent of their bag or something like that had to be gateway and the rest the other 25 percent could be open bag because they like they knew that there were just some discs they just didn't have in their lineup and so players they said that it was like a you made less money to do 75 percent versus 100 percent sponsorship but that was like an option they were offering apparently which i was interesting Nice. All right, we got one, uh, and they said artificial obstacles are what course that course designers should move toward. Not only arguments against um, our aesthetic, and something about USDGC. Anyway, artificial obstacles are are what course designers should move towards. What do you think? I mean, I hate it. I just don't like how it looks. Like I think it's you can... a, like so so I think some people are not gonna like that there's gonna be a lot of rollers on the uh Glindavere course. Um and I think if you are trying if you if you're the course designer and you're trying to limit that, I think what you could do is you could just literally plant like rows of bushes 
right? You can like, this is where, this is where it's like the difference between making a course that's temporary and it's okay. We're just making this course. We're playing this one event and then like, we might come back. We might not versus someone like, no, we are building this course. We're making this course. We want to be a long lasting tour stop. Then you can plant bushes to prohibit rollers on that hole. You can plant a tree in a certain spot. So like, you know, a couple years from now, that one line that was there isn't there anymore. You know, there, I think that there's stuff like that you can do. You can let grass grow out. That's another thing. If you don't want rollers to happen, literally from the tee pad to wherever most rollers land, just don't cut the grass. Have the grass be three feet long and just have like a, you know, cut a little path on the side or something for us to walk on. No one's throwing a roller there anymore. So there's definitely things like that that you can do. Now, in my opinion, all that still is like artificial. Like you are manipulating things artificially in the but sense. But it looks natural. Where like that that tree wasn't, yeah, that tree wasn't naturally there. Or like, heck, if you don't like the bush idea, just just cut, like dig out a ditch and put water in it. And then like have a little like a little like uh, water feature right there. No one's going to throw rollers anymore. Again, in my opinion, those aren't artificial because you are like ma- a man is coming in. When I say man, I mean like man-made is coming in and uh, affecting the course. So, so that's what do you think, I think about I don't the think we, mozzarella sticks? Is that would that? I don't think we. I don't think we. I, I don't. I don't think we need stuff like that. Well, I think yeah, because I think like I've talked about this at USCGC before, where it's the look, it's the aesthetic to me. Of like, if the artificial stuff that's getting added to the course looks like it belongs with whatever landscape and stuff, whether it be like Brody's talking of like a row of bushes or a tree, or whether it be like the right type of fencing for OB at whatever landscape it lines up with, whatever it may be. If it looks like it belongs and it looks natural, send it. But if we're just like throwing up random poles or... We're putting up two poles with like a string for a mando or like that, then we might as well get the spinning pinwheel in the clown's mouth. Like it, it, there's a fine line between looking professional and starting to look like a joke. And it's an easy, like, I think that you just do it where it matches the course aesthetic and you can get away with stuff like that. And then I have no problem with it. But when it like starts to look gimmicky and look cheap and look like someone walked up to the course with like, three days till the tournament and was like, oh, how do we add this? And then just went to the local, you know, hardware store and found the first thing they could think of to fix it. That's when I'm just like, I don't like that. Yeah, I get that. Um, Next one comes from Brian. He said, uh, what are you guys thoughts on player recaps on Instagram, like uh, social posts and stuff? Do you, do you think that's cheesy? Because not, uh, he's saying not a lot of other athletes do that. What do you think? A lot of golfers do it. I think that the what makes it cheesy right now is it's like all the exact same format of, oh, didn't go my way out there on the course. My Star Destroyer was flying great for me today, though. Saved me a bunch of strokes here. Be sure to check them out. Thanks again to my sponsors. Well, it's blah, blah, cheesy. Blah. It's cheesy because they're doing it as branded posts. That's so, what I'm saying. Like that, that's, that's what makes where it cheesy. cheesy is they're having... Yeah, I, I 
if it what was I'll like a genuine breakdown, then and like it was like a written thing of you're actually adding value to my feed versus just telling me how great your A4 flew for you out there, then it gets less cheesy and more like, oh, this is something I'm actually following you for. So it's just not genuine. Yeah. If you, if you don't like them, if you don't like them because of that, that makes a lot of sense. I think, I think, uh, I mean, I think people are going to, even, even if it weren't required for people, like, like if there wasn't like a, Hey, after every tournament, you need to shout us out and you need to blah, blah, blah. If there wasn't a requirement for that, I still think players would do it because, again, like the media is only covering a handful of people. So it's unlike a sporting event where you have two teams play, like both teams after the game are going to get covered, right? So in disc golf and in golf and in tennis and in pretty much every sport, well, tennis one head to head but any sport where it's like a tournament format where it's a bunch of people playing and some you know some do well some don't there's gonna be a lot of people that just get no media at all so if you want to kind of get your side of the story out there like let people know you know a little insight but i'm with you hunter i think it should if you are gonna do it you know for me like i keep i don't i don't think i ever really post anything on my actual feed on instagram but I normally post some stuff on my story, my Twitter. And a lot of times it is based off of like statistics and stuff that like stuff that didn't really go that well. Right. So yeah. like last tournament, I threw the disc really, really well, putted really poorly. So that was my way of kind of saying like, hey, you didn't see me on coverage. You probably didn't really know what was going on in the tournament. But this is kind of how my tournament went through the disc great, putted terrible. That makes sense. Yeah. I think sure. I think the the current format of how most players are doing it is what's getting like all right this is stupid. yeah yeah I get better yeah um, right, let's get one more style let's make okay. it a good one to wrap it up Ooh. wrap up the show all right Brad asks how do you feel about the same mold discs but different runs feel so different and could this ever change say it one more time. So he's basically, he's basically like asking, could we ever see discs more consistent, molds more consistent across the board instead of them varying like run to run in stability? Could we ever see it? Yeah, for sure. I think that well, the plastic. Go for it. Well, I was just going to say the plastic has a lot to do with it as well. Well, yeah, I think it's the the plastic, the temperature, the humidity of the room. There's a lot that factors into what changes the disc, um, and, and like from run to run. So I think that like as more money comes into the sport, and well, the first thing is the manufacturers have to see it as a problem. Uh, I don't know if they do or not, but like if they don't see it as a problem worth fixing, then they're never going to invest money to fix it. But if it became a thing where like people are like. I refuse to buy the rock because it's so inconsistent. Every rock I buy flies different and it became like an ongoing issue. Then it could be something that would be fixed, but you'd have to fix it. Like you'd have to just be in full control of everything that could possibly change how the disc turned out essentially. And you'd also have to make it, which this is with some, some companies, but other companies aren't, it had to be like a fully automated process to where, there's no room of like human error of like someone pulling it off the press, you know, earlier one time versus the next time or 
when this person's running the machine, they turn out this way or whatever it may be. It had to be fully automated and then you'd have to have full control over literally every aspect of what could could change it. So like, is it possible? Absolutely. Will we ever see it? I don't I don't know. I just don't know if it'll ever be a big enough problem for them to invest in the infrastructure needed. I think the only reason it would happen is if like some company decided like that they were gonna make that their their like their staple. Yeah, like that's what they right? did. That's what they're known for. And yeah, like they invested a crap ton into doing that, and then like that became something that everyone was like, "Well, this is what we agree- we're expecting." Yeah, kind of, and it forced everyone to kind of get to that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a that's a good way to end up the show. So. Uh, be sure to Sorry tune in. Sorry, it's still late tonight. No, I think it went well. It's only ten o'clock here. Uh, I think next week won't be as bad because we're just playing one course, so like nice. I won't have to do like double rounds and stuff. Yeah. Uh, be sure to tune into the Portland Open this upcoming weekend. Um, be sure to check out the video that just dropped today over on our main channel, Foundation Disc Golf. We played with Undersable Discs only. That's a good, fun time. Be sure to check that out and. Uh, yeah, if you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do so. Tons of podcasts dropping almost every day at this point. Actually, this week it might end up being every day. No, Heck it is. Yeah. It is every day. It is every day, every week. Because we have Griplock Monday, Debate Night Tuesday, Bogey Row Banter Wednesday, Trevor Stobb Show Thursday, Plastic Addict, and In the Bag Friday. I mean, what more could you possibly want? And Heiser Club Mailbag to Patreon. Good night. We got content coming out the wazoo. And you're missing it if you're not subscribed. So much content. So be sure to subscribe and also check us out on all the other social platforms. And if you're listening to us on audio, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Other than that, we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Check the mic.